0: Hi, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the April 2nd episode of the podcast, Catechism with Father Neil. Today we're looking at Numbers 651 to 655 of the Catechism. 3. The Meaning and Saving Significance of the Resurrection. 651. If Christ had not been raised, then our preaching is in vain, and your faith is in vain. The resurrection above all, constitutes the confirmation of all Christ's works and teachings. All truths, even those most inaccessible to human reason, find their justification if Christ, by his resurrection, has given the definitive proof of his divine authority, which he had promised. 652. Christ's resurrection is the fulfilment of the promises both of the Old Testament and of Jesus himself during his earthly life. The phrase, in accordance with the scriptures, indicates that Christ's resurrection fulfilled these predictions. 653. The truth of Jesus' divinity is confirmed by his resurrection. He had said, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he. The resurrection of the Crucified One shows that he was truly I am, the Son of God and God himself. So Saint Paul could declare to the Jews, What God promised to the fathers, this he has fulfilled to us their children, by raising Jesus, as also it is written in the Second Psalm, you are my son, today I have begotten you. Christ's resurrection is closely linked to the incarnation of God's Son, and is its fulfillment according in accordance with God's eternal plan. six fifty four. The paschal mystery has two aspects. By his death, Christ liberates us from sin. By his resurrection, he opens for us the way to a new life. This new life is, above all, justification that reinstates us in God's grace so that, as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. Justification consists in both victory over death caused by sin and a new participation in grace. It brings about filial adoption so that men become Christ's brethren. As Jesus himself called his disciples after his resurrection, go and tell my brethren, we are brethren not by nature, but by the gift of grace, because that adoptive filiation gains us a real share in the life of the only Son, which was fully revealed in his resurrection. 6.55 Finally, Christ's resurrection and the risen Christ himself is the principal source, the principal and source of our future resurrection. Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all shall be made alive. The risen Christ lives in the hearts of his faithful while they await that fulfilment. In Christ, Christians have tasted the powers of the age to come, and their lives are swept up by Christ into the heart of divine life, so that they may no longer live for themselves, but for him who, for their sake, died and was raised. So very well, this section today, finishing the, um, the meditation on the resurrection. Again, um, it's very beautiful, I mean... I feel kind of stupid saying that it's very beautiful because so often in the catechism there are so many beautiful things because the catechism is a presentation of the of the Christian faith and Christianity is beautiful that this is the nature of God to be beautiful and when we're close to God we are in his beauty and here it speaks about different things i mean i like this uh, section on the paschal mystery in 654 speaking about the two aspects of this paschal mystery I think I've said before that the Paschal Mystery is a new theological concept that has come into use around the time of Vatican II, the second half of the 20th century. And it's um, this um, meditation of everything to do with Jesus. Everything, his incarnation, his birth, the flight into Egypt, everything. And especially his uh, crucifixion, his death the Last Supper, everything in the, the crucifixion, everything in Holy Week, and his resurrection, then his ascension to heaven and the descent of the Holy Spirit, and the fact that he'll come again at the end of time. But principally, it's his death and resurrection. And by his death, Christ liberates us from sin. By his resurrection, he opens for us the way to a new life. So these two things, free, being freed from sin and being brought to life. Because if you just free people from sin, it puts you back at square one. It puts you back where you started. And if you ended up sinning in the beginning, you'll probably end up sinning again. So this is why we need this new life. The fact that Christ gives us new life, and this new life, the catechism says above all, is justification that reinstates us in God's grace. That we become Christ's brothers and sisters that Jesus is our brother and that he gives us his grace. He gives us this, um, th- this participation really in his own being. That grace is this uh, help that God gives us. It's a, it's, a, it's a complicated enough term. Again, the Catechism will deal with it a little later. But that grace is this experience of God. A transforming experience. A transforming, strengthening experience of God that helps us. To be everything we should be, that helps us to be as holy as we should be, that helps us to find salvation, that if we allow it, totally and radically transforms us. So this is what we're looking at today, this, um, this resurrection of Jesus that is really the heart of everything, that everything is given to us in this resurrection and that this is the, the greatest happiness and also the greatest source of hope for us. That all too often we set our hopes very low, looking for human things, looking to win the lottery, looking to win I don't know what, looking to have a better job, looking to have a nicer house. I mean, which are fine. Many of the things we hope for, there's nothing wrong with them. But that we have such low expectations. And the Lord has such a great expectation for us. He's got such a great plan for us, which is to participate in his divine life so that we can be happy no matter what that you don't need to have the best car, you don't need to have the nicest house, you don't need to have the most perfect children or grandchildren or whatever. That happiness comes from knowing God and that God wants us to know him. He wants us to experience, not only to know him, but to experience his resurrection, to experience his triumph over death. So we'll finish this section with the in brief. In brief, 656. Faith in the resurrection has as its object an event which is historically attested to by the disciples who really encountered the risen Lord at the same time. This event is mysteriously transcendent insofar as it is the entry of Christ's humanity into the glory of God. 657. The empty tomb and the linen cloths lying there signify in themselves that by Christ's power, by God's power, Christ's body had escaped the bonds of death and corruption. They prepared the disciples to encounter the risen Lord. 6.5.8 Christ, the firstborn from the dead, is the principle of our own resurrection, even now by the justification of our souls, and one day by the new life he will impart to our bodies. So very well, tomorrow we'll continue, and tomorrow we'll be looking at six fifty-nine to 664. God bless.